You come for the education and you stay for the Dutch oven. (laughs) Welcome to On Education, part of the On Podcast Media Network. My name is Mike Washburn. And I'm Glenn Irvin. Friends, we have an awesome pod for you today. We're going to talk about how distance learning is going worldwide. We will debate who should win the EdTech March Madness Tournament. And we will discuss whether teachers and students prefer face-to-face learning or e-learning. And our guest this week is the president and founder of the Start Ed Up Foundation, Don Wetrick. I, I shaved Jacob's head today. No. What? Yeah. Well, no, because we have we can't his hair was just like everywhere. Okay. And Oh, I, I thought I thought can't, you got like go, lice or something no, or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> we can't we can't go and something get a tragic. we can't go to the hairdressers, right? So yeah. it's like it's like, all right, dude, you're getting the daddy treatment. Yeah. And I brought out the clippers and he was all pumped. Yeah. Uh and he, he was excited. I mean he looks good. I put a picture on, on the Twitters and Nice. You know, he's cute. He's a cute kid, no matter what he's... Stuck. You know that I, I I, can cut hair, right? Have I ever told you that? No. For being a bald dude, I used to cut my wife's hair. Uh, she goes to the no. hairdresser and stuff now. Yep. Some of her fancy haircuts. And my youngest son, my older son, has this... These locks of yeah, he's got long of hair. long locks of that aren't going to be cut ever. You know, mm-hmm. he's like Samson. Um, and uh, but my youngest son, he needed a haircut really bad, and I was just I told my wife, I'm like, I'll just do it, no problem. So yeah, I cut hair. <laughs> it's it's one of the uh, secret talents. I, I didn't actually get any training for it. I just have a knack for it. <laughs> It's weird. I, huh? I, so Isaac didn't want his haircut, so I I, yeah. I I trimmed his bangs, and basically what I did was I just brushed the hair down right down straight above to his eyes, and sure. then just went snip 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 oh, right so across right, right across right across his eyebrows, and I'm like, all right, done, done. <laughs> got it. It's it's funny all of the things that people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I bought a Dutch oven, my man, because I'm gonna make bread. Nice. I, What's I used a to Dutch oven exactly? So a what Dutch is oven is like, is like a cast iron pot. Like double-sided, right? Like this? Or no? No, no. It doesn't nest inside. It's just a big cast iron pot. Okay. Um, and you can um, – they're really good for like baking bread because they have even heat distribution. Okay. Um, and so you can put like bread in uh, – like a ball of dough inside it. And when it gives off the steam, the steam is going to stay inside of it because it's mm-hmm. sealed really well. But it's also like a little oven – so, like, when steam distributes in an oven, the oven's big, right? And it yeah. vents, and so the steam doesn't kind of stay there. Well, in Got a it. little Dutch oven, the steam stays, like, inside the Dutch oven. There you go. Very cool. So you see the things you learn on, on education that you weren't I, even you, – you, I didn't even know that I needed to know that. <laughs> you come for the education, and you stay for the Dutch oven. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. That's that thing. so weird. <laughs> So good. <laughs> the things that we pick up here. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about staying at home, man. I was yeah. uh the other night I was super bored. I know. And I was like, I'm just going to get a playlist up and just start playing guitar on Facebook. Yep. Mostly yep. I wanted to do it for my uh family. Especially like my mom and dad. They're so isolated and mm. they live uh in Roswell in rural Roswell, New Mexico and 
I don't even know. Obviously, they haven't had any visitors, and it's just them two. So I was kind of doing it just for their entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was hilarious. There was a bunch of people on. Song requests were coming in. I I was like, yeah, I was like, huh, let's let's play some songs. Let's do some stuff because otherwise it's a – it can be it can be depressing, like we talked about last week. So sure, we want to yeah. try to do what we can to enjoy each other's company, even if it's virtually. You know, I, I listen to you sing in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. it made me happy. <laughs> Those are my jams. <laughs> it was fun. It was song. We talked about this song before. This this song that has kind of like a bit of a patter to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it was Yeah. That's right. That's it. Yep. It's about something. Like it's something in you are too or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It right? means I like you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. See? It's a good song. I, I remembered it. I was listening and I'm like, oh, I know, oh, I know that, that song. song. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn is talking about that song before, I think. I yeah. Think I think it might I have talk- come up on the podcast. <laughs> on this podcast and that one podcast too, the one about your favorite oh, songs. That's yeah. where I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you played it uh-huh. on, P- on P3. Yes. With Noah. The personal playlist, playlist podcast. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. where I knew it from. I, mm-hmm. It wasn't on this podcast. It was on Noah Daniels' podcast. It was P3. on some podcast somewhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll, give a, we'll give a strong endorsement to P3. We've it's both, so cool. We've, we've both been on it. It's a very mm-hmm. good podcast. Very, very people good. Should go, people should go listen to it in this age of social distancing. It'd be a, a nice, it, it would warm your heart. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. So um, today was, I guess it was day one for you in in your district for in teaching, Minnesota, like officially teaching online. Exactly. Statewide, uh, we were, it was our first official day. Um, and I guess it happened in Pennsylvania too, and maybe even other states. I'm not sure that it was the first day back officially for a bunch of us. And I wanted to give a shout out to all of the parents out there who are helping their kids get going with all of the uh, distance learning work, the e-learning work, and being basically that teacher, you know, as far as in, in the home classroom there. And, and it's a tough job. I mean, we, we are teachers and the stuff that, the, that our kids have to do as far as the thing goes and, ha- yeah. and to keep them motivated and keep them going and doing their stuff um, – is very difficult. So shout out to the parents and of course, shout out to all of you guys, the teachers out there that got through your either today was your first day or you've already been doing this for a week or so or more. Um, And it's a difficult thing to do. Like we talked about last week, it's not like we made the choice to do this. You know, it's not like we, we chose to to teach in an online setting and an online school and neither that our students. And so we're trying to make the best of it. And I think people are kicking butt, learning new skills, um, really putting their best foot forward. Uh, And I could definitely see that today, both on Twitter and on um, uh, as far as locally, as far as our emails and our contacts there too. But, but what also was kind of uh, crazy, Mike is I don't think that the internet and ed tech in general was ready for all of us to move to this online format. Cause yeah, I mean, Google drive, ready. YouTube, um, and all of the ed tech companies meltdowns today, tons of errors, this servers breaking down. They weren't ready for this. I mean, obviously not. None of us were <laughs> ready to transition to an online environment at, at this pace, you know? Right. 
So um, two things. Uh, the the um, Ontario school boards start next week. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, um, if you're listening from Ontario, you, you got emails. So listen, if you haven't checked your email in a couple of weeks, you should go check your email because you, you probably, go to work. You probably <laughs> got a bunch of email today because I know that my wife got at least four or five like really serious emails about like moving forward and how to move mm-hmm. forward and the steps. Um, you know, thankfully, uh, they had made some of these plans in advance, um, you know, good or bad. Um, you know, uh, the government of Ontario signed a deal with D2L um, to basically give bright space uh, to every school board in Ontario. So every school board in Ontario has a bright space um, kind of access. So every teacher has can, can access D2L now. Uh, so they've basically given every teacher, you know, a, a, you know, learning a management full, system. full-fledged yep. learning management system, not like a, a Google Classroom, which Google Classroom is okay, but we've talked about it before. It's not the same as, you know, Schoology or D2L or mm-hmm. Canvas or a bunch of these other ones. Um, so, uh, but, you know, so Cheryl has to reach out to all of her parents and um, find out what the students' technology you know, what the students' technology needs are. They mm-hmm. made a really good point of also acknowledging that not every teacher is equipped for distance learning. That's so true. And they said, you know, um, we acknowledge that you may not have even, like, Wi-Fi access. So they, they actually made a point of not just talking about um, devices, which was really cool, but they also mentioned, you know, we will help you get internet access good. if that's something that you don't have. Have to do um, that. You got to do that. And so that was really cool in that email. Um, so, so you know, uh, we had a little kind of family meeting this morning when Cheryl started to get the emails and we realized, oh, this is happening now, um, that, you know, there's going to be times when daddy's in his office and mommy's we've set up a little desk for Cheryl in her in a, in in the bedroom uh so daddy's going to be in the office and mom's going to be in the bedroom and both of our doors are going to be closed and Isaac's babysitting and you know cuz we're going to be in calls and meetings and we've got to go to work like yes and i work. like it's we're lucky cuz we have like a four bedroom house and i can imagine i can imagine to be honest you know all of these different situations every it's funny when you start thinking through all of the scenarios of different people in their lives and what's going on and how that might be affected um we ordered it's funny we ordered pizza last night um and you know we don't normally always think about where we get it from we just sure. kind of you just kind of order pizza okay. no there's three or four places and we kind of just whatever one we choose at the time, I guess. Um, but we consciously ordered it from kind of the local singular store mm. pizza place, not like one support of these local businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we got it delivered because we wanted, you know, someone to come that probably needed money because he still has to work. Yeah. But, you know, so and we gave him a big tip and we're like, you know, Thanks for the pizza, yes. and you know, hopefully this helps. You know, keep on keeping on, man. Yeah, and some people are still grinding out there. That's what the whole thing is. Yeah. Is there's there's a bunch of people who still are, you know, the essential workers. Obviously, we're talking about our nurses, doctors, 
and anybody else that's called on to duty that you still have to work, police officers and whoever else. I mean, there's a lot of you guys out there that still have to go to work um, and put yourself, your, yourself and your livelihood you yeah. know, on the line. And then there's people who are still grinding it out, pizza deliveries, anybody that works within restaurants that are still cooking the food and doing all of the things that we need, grocery stores, grocery stores. Um, and everybody else, you know, gas stations, so on and so forth. Those people still go to work and they are out there exposing themselves um, to, to this, these, you know, these minimum wage grocery store people are freaking heroes now. Like they yeah. are Big heroes. Time. Like I'll like, they get paid nothing and they are so necessary right now that it's not even funny. Yeah. Uh, the, the, if you think the world would break down, you know, if, you know, other things went away, we imagine the calamity if grocery stores closed because people couldn't work there or weren't allowed Freaking to work chaos. there or whatever. It would be, it would be. That's when you have revolution and, <laughs> and stuff starts getting crazy. Yeah, things would get real. We'd be turning yeah. into video games. It'd be real life video games. It'd be one of those crazy dark, dark video games. So, so it's funny that you mentioned that EdTech wasn't necessarily prepared for all this. It was funny because Twitch went down today too. And I don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever seen Twitch go down. No. Uh, the whole thing crashed. So it was, it's, it's obviously like streaming is up way up. Um, I'll, I'll use this to also plug, you know, the participate live stream because Steve and I have been streaming on it all week last week, uh, all week, the week before too. And this is our third week now streaming on uh, twitch.tv slash inside participate. And we're doing a lot of really cool stuff there and you should go watch us. Uh, but we almost didn't do it today because yeah, Twitch crashed. Crash is nuts. Um, and, and, you know, uh, we're all sure living on the net. These other, <laughs> all these other, the only, <laughs> the only system I haven't had trouble with is, is zoom. Um, you know, so, you know, they're, 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 they're the, you know, they're, they're the heroes pulling. right now. Yeah, I guess so. They're they're, they're pulling through. They're, they're keeping the they're keeping the whole world talking right now. I guess so. You know, I'll give Let's, them a little. I'll give them credit for that at least. Yeah. Boy, so boy. I was I was thinking about that as we you know I did the intro. We were I, I saw someone had posted this actually tagged me in this EdTech Madness <laughs> yeah. uh, March Madness tournament because there is no March Madness right now. Right. Um, so they did an EdTech March Madness bracket Sweet. And, and they developed two different sides to this bracket. It's an uneven bracket with some people that get buys. Um, and there are, I'm looking at it right now, there's 13 different slots as far as on the, on the bracket so go through itself. The go through the seating. Here's the seating. Okay. These are EdTech single elimination tournament, the number one seed, or should I go backwards? Go backwards. Yeah, I should go there backwards go. because then we can go to suspense. number one. Suspense. Number 13, actually break barely breaking into the tournament is Paradeck, which low. I was like – I looked at it and I was like, well, why is it Nearpod on here? But Paradeck and oh. Nearpod are, are comparable or they're, they're competitors in the they same are. marketplace. Yeah. And Paradeck did make this one and, and Nearpod just didn't make the tournament. They made the NIT. We call that. I don't know if you know what the NIT is. It's the, it's the other bracket that nobody ever watches. They made the NIT. Yes, it's the consolation tournament. Um, and coming in at uh, number 12, then, 
uh, playing in the five twelve matchup. Osmo, how about that? Yeah, the Osmo like company. Yeah, Osmo. Uh, number eleven is Screencast-O-Matic, my favorite freaking screencasting tool. I can't even believe it made the tournament, <laughs> and they made it as a number eleven seed. I'm I'm pumped for them. Nice. I always tell people to use it. Uh, number ten is Adobe Spark. Some okay. of these are new are newer tools that we've been talking about that are now hit like now becoming the norm. Like everybody's using them. I think that's and, on that's on the bests video. Yes, for sure. Yep. Number nine, I can't even believe they even made this tournament is Moodle. But it's a long standing ed tech tool that never goes away. Unfortunately. It's free. Moodle's the worst. Oh God, it's terrible. Uh number eight is Ed Puzzle. We use it a lot. Fantastic see, tool. To be fair, I could see yeah. Nearpod sliding in at nine. For higher sure. higher than Pear Deck. For sure. Um, based that on shouldn't the be Moodle there. And whatever. It, it, I mean, remember, Nearpod it's owns own vocabulary too. I mean I know. And <laughs> and now oh, okay, anyway, we'll talk about it in a bit. All right. <laughs> number eight was Ed Puzzle. Number seven is We Video. We video where you could edit video without yeah. actually having to use any software. So it's a great for Chromebooks. Um free right I, now for everybody. Fantastic. Number six. Our favorite learning management system, Schoology. Uh, number five is where the heck am I? Oh, Seesaw, freaking Seesaw above Seesaw. Schoology. There, talk about a tool that nobody even knew about. It was kind of very niche four or five years ago, you know, and now it's number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is Screencastify, is the screencasting tool that's a. Uh, Chrome extension, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, part of the Chrome family here, and it's super easy to use. Number three is Zoom. That's insane. Zoom would have never made any EdTech list, not even last year, Mike. No, I agree. Not an EdTech list. It's not used. Top 50 tools from last year, even in, let's say we we would have done this for top 50 tools in November or something like that. We would have na- not named Zoom on there, which is amazing. That shows you something that's going on here. Number two is Flipgrid. We totally agree with that. And number one is the Google Suite, which just, it's a monstrosity. So you know what else is not on this list is interesting? I, what is I'm missing? Thinking, I, I'm, there's a couple that are like that would really stand out to me. I, I love the look Google's on your Google's main right competitor. Okay. Yeah, Where's my, Microsoft? So Microsoft Teams isn't on this list or Microsoft OneNote. Te- or Microsoft, the I don't know what they would call themselves because this is a sweet package. Office 365. Office 365, which includes Minecraft. Minecraft Education. I don't know. Just by itself could be one of the competitors on this list, I think. Uh, Or we believe that. So So, Zoom is is really out of place on this. It's Uh, crazy. Our hot, our hot takes, I guess, are that Zoom, you know, it, three months ago, Zoom wouldn't have been on an ed tech list. No. Uh, you know, students, like, listen, folks, if you didn't know, students aren't allowed to use Zoom. It's not, it's not certified for like, it's not COPA compliant. Am That's, I not, is that not well, correct? I, I actually saw some things that they posted, Mike, that they are. So we'll have to look more into that because we, before we even were going to use it, we went to their site and all we yep. can do is trust what they actually post on the thing. And yep. it did say that they were, and maybe that just recently happened. Hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're it. That was a very important um, 
thing for us to for us to adopt that tool, you know, as far as in a, in a K through twelve district. So yeah, I mean Moodle's ridiculous. Moodle's dumb on here. Come on, yeah. like, I don't know. Like I would, I would put like Canvas. If you wanted to put an LMS in here, I'd, I'd put Canvas above yeah. Moodle. But like, I mean, Nearpod needs to be on this list. So like, Moodle can leave for Nearpod. <laughs> And and an I eight nine I, matchup of Ed Puzzle versus Nearpod is a good matchup. I, I like that. We should write our own brackets. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and I saw that this was it's strange because, like I said, it's thirteen teams. I would have made it sixteen. You know what I mean? And then have two even brackets go one, one versus eight on each side, and that way you have two ones. You know, kind of on the different uh, so- in the different. Okay, so, there. so let's let's carry this through here. Okay. Ed Puzzle versus Moodle. Ed Puzzle, not even close. Okay. Yeah. And Screencastify versus Pear Deck. I'm gonna it's say oh, I'd say Pear Deck. Me too. One of them has to be on here. So if like if Nearpod's not on here, then Pear Deck has to move forward on. Pear Deck that. is a 13 seed, and I'm like against Screencastify, which is yeah. a four seed. Yeah. yeah crazy mm, deck. this is like in a different world screencastify would probably be lower screencastify there's a ton of competitors i mean we saw screencastomatic is on this list but i mean there's this thing called loom there's tons of things that totally. you can use for our screencasting tools so anyway Esau versus osmo oh that's such oh, a weird my, battle my problem like if we're thinking like right now I don't I don't like Osmo on this because Osmo is a device. It requires yeah. you to actually, you know, have it. Have the device. To, yep. to do it. So we have a ton of Osmo in our house. Yeah. Um, but but we don't like our students don't, so it's not like we can do it with our students at home. So I, I would take Seesaw here. Seesaw right now too. So Flipgrid uh, So we video versus Adobe Spark. That's actually a really good matchup. That is a very good matchup. Close. I kinda want to go Adobe because of the creation aspect, but we as Video is also a creation tool in the in that it's a video editing tool. I would be fine with Adobe Spark here. Me too. Uh, and that's I've, Schoology versus Screencast-O-Matic. I, I'd have to take Schoology. You have to take Schoology. Yeah. Okay, you have so, to. So now we, we get into the, the final eight. Yeah, this is the Elite Eight. Now we have Google. Zoom. So we have Zoom okay. versus Schoology. Schoology. Okay. <laughs> So, but here's a good one: Flipgrid versus Adobe Spark. <laughs> oh God, I, have to, are... I have to take Flipgrid. Me too. Yeah. yeah, and so we we have Seesaw versus Pear Deck. Ooh. Seesaw versus Pear Deck. That's a rough one because Pear Deck is, should be a lot higher in this. Or like, yeah. Um, I almost want to take Seesaw. Okay, I'll give you yeah. that. Um, yeah, and then Edpuzzle versus Google versus Suite. Google it's, Suite. It's Google. Google right. Suite for sure. Yeah. So now we're Google versus Seesaw. Google just dominates yeah. over over because they're just so all-encompassing. So I would say Google there. They move and, on to the finals. And, and the Flipgrid versus... Flipgrid versus... Schoology. Schoology battle. I'm taking Flipgrid. They, me too. <laughs> Schoology's going to be pissed. I would have <laughs> called you out on that if you didn't. <laughs> You're a, I love Flipgrid. Like you shill. <laughs> no, no, I I totally agree. I love but, Flipgrid. Yeah. So, so Flipgrid versus Google. The way we all thought it was going to end up. Yeah. In the, the little tiny company in Minnesota versus the monstrosity that is Google. You know what? It kind of feels like a like a uh, Duke versus Princeton matchup. This you know, 
Oh, you didn't it, use it, the yeah, yeah. Glenn wouldn't use the biblical analogy. This is the David versus Goliath. The David versus Goliath. The Duke versus. Actually, I'm trying to pick a a, a team. Oh, uh, what was the team that Steph Curry Liberty? I think that was the name of the team or something like that. Little tiny school that nobody ever heard of. Um, <laughs> that's what it feels like. I, I, it's hard to go against Google there, but I think we should pick Flipgrid as the overall I would, winner. I would take Flipgrid. <laughs> Me too. Google's boring. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said that. Said it a million times. You, on said, you said that a year and a half ago. Google was boring, and, and we had a a discussion about Google was boring. Come Microsoft at me. was come at me Google overrated. No, I can't. I can't remember what were the. There was three things you said know. on that Google, in that tweet. Google is boring. <laughs> okay, well, Flipgrid, it's, it's congratulations. Boring. Yeah, Flipgrid. you just won the on education podcast EdTech Madness <laughs> April 2020 the bracket. coronavirus tournament. Congratulations! <laughs> congratulations. Uh, well, that was hard. that was that was actually really interesting. That was a a good uh, thank you, uh, Tom Brandt, for posting that, tagging us in it, and and I'm sure you had way better uh, reasons of why you chose whatever. Because he has a whole explanation of why they chose specific tools versus each other. We just went with our gut. Yeah, Moodle. <laughs> You're still gonna say that Moodle's awful. I remember oh. using Moodle in university. And no, like, it's terrible. Hating every second of it. It's just the worst. Terrible. So, so, all right. There was a great tweet today. There was a great tweet today. And it's going to continue. I think people are like, and it, they get riled up when you start oh, saying stuff like this. Oh, it triggered. People start getting red faced. Crazy. It, was, it, make, start, it makes me so happy watching. They start growling. <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> Set so, it all up for us. So our our very good friend Jeremy Williams, great teacher, awesome educator, uh, director of a an international uh, private school in Dubai. Um, so uh, just waking up this morning to probably three or four hundred <laughs> notifications after after I retweeted his tweet. <laughs> Me too. It, it went crazy, <laughs> uh, which was awesome. Um, and the the uh, well, I'll read some of the thread here because I think there's a really interesting context. So he wrote the question was simple: Teachers, would you prefer e-learning over brick and mortar school? So this is a question to teachers, not to students, yes. not to parents. Teachers, um, their response um, was twenty nine point four percent yes to preferring e-learning. Uh, 29.4 was no, so equal yes and no, equal. and 41% maybe. Ooh, so I like the maybe choice. Not a definitive, like, no, which is what, like, you know, the Twitterati goes crazy for, uh, mm-hmm. is, is saying no, and not a definitive yes, which would be um, interesting in and of itself. And then, so here's his caveats uh, in his thread. It's important to know that several of our main teacher accommodations have poor Wi-Fi. I think if this was better, the results for e-learning would be. So he's actually saying that it's skewed could have been, by bad technology. Yeah, it could have been better. I mean, in other words, it could have been more yeses. That's what he's saying. That's right. Our, wow. staff, our staff is very young. Several of our married slash family teachers said they loved having more time at home. This hmm. is uh, interesting. Super interesting. Um Many felt more ownership was placed on the students. 
Uh, I don't know how much of this is based on our, so he's wondering how much of it is like an international perspective versus versus a, and I'll say this because I can, uh, whether this is an uh, skewed versus a North American context where both in the United States and Canada, teachers unions are very strong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this, this idea that anything that kind of disrupts the status quo is a little bit more, I'm not being like super anti-union there, but I'm just saying that, you know, teachers like things the way they like things. We've acknowledged mm-hmm. this and that's why people just went rage monster over this a little bit. <laughs> um, so uh, the fifth thread or the th- fifth tweet in this, I wonder how the market for e-learning will change. Um and then he starts, he's realizing he's getting responses. So he's right. He writes, stop being so ethnocentric for a second. How many people globally could get access to a better education through this delivery? The answer is tons is the actual answer to this question. And so, you know, um, Jeremy has a great, and he actually, it's funny because he actually talked about this when we had him on. Yes. He talked about how like, Dubai and international like education is a lot better than like you think it's terrible because you think the Middle East is terrible, and yeah. and the reality, friends, is that it's not, and that so especially need- at this place, yes, right. Um, so it's it's interesting because he's he's calling out you know a legitimate thing that he sees a lot. Uh, you know he's there and you're here, and you know I I hope we can just trust that. Jeremy Williams knows what he's talking about when he's coming to when it comes to international education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how does this trickle up to higher education, which is a good question. So the so there's lots going on here. There's so much going on here. And I actually had a really good conversation with Jeremy uh, in in DMs um, about it uh, this morning. Um, that w- he he brought up some super fascinating kind of ideas. Um, that are worth kind of bringing up here as well. And that's that first off, uh, and we've sort of talked about this, that this, if this isn't seen at least as an opportunity to consider options, to weigh the pros and the cons and weigh what worked and didn't work, and then hopefully take some of the things that we tried that were new and apply those to what we did before, like to change, to make some changes. I think we're missing an opportunity here. So like, I mean, this isn't saying that after in a post coronavirus world, um, Jeremy is going to turn his entire school into an e-learning school. That's no, it's ridiculous. No, That's not what he's saying. So anyone who tweeted that was just dumb. Like, like we're not saying change everything to e-learning. Uh, so that was the one thing. And the other thing was that, I mean, it's just, you know, if economics aren't a factor and and you really weigh your personal situation, and that's what he asked for, mm-hmm. you know, this is, I mean, the idea of like f- a four-day work week, for example, and we, we kind of, I kind of banged around this idea in my head of a four-day, you know, hard instructional time and a fifth day that is more free. So you don't go to school. You you stay home and you work on whatever it is. That like, you like a genius hour, but like let's not call it a genius. This is like a genius day. Genius day, right? So think Just about lots it. more options. Think about yeah. it this way, Jeremy said. Think about it this way: if the schools were all closed 
and you weren't paying for that extra day of like electricity and utilities and like maintenance and like all of that stuff, you know, in the singular day, it doesn't mean a whole lot. But over the course of a year, that's probably like, especially for a big school board, like a Toronto district school board has like, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand students, couple, couple hundred, three, five hundred schools. We're talking probably of saving a couple million dollars a year mm. in money. You know, what do you do with that money? Well, maybe you pay teachers more. You know, why? Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I, I was thinking about just the flexibility that things like e learning gives you, and you don't have to do it like you just described all the time. No. You rethink the way that things actually look. Then there's some classes that are basically they're flex learning classrooms, yeah. where a student has to does have to attend two or three days a week, something like that. They're they're currently doing it before any of this happened. You have all over the place all the time. Young Olympian kids like that are participating, yes. like that are training, you know, every day of the week. You know, or do, this is something we do all of the yes. time. Yeah, it, it just it just not the norm. And so when you break from the norm, I saw some people just calling, like oh. going crazy and going. Anybody that's that thinks yes should quit being they a teacher. Re- they should rethink oh. being a teacher. And I was like, listen, Come on. anyone that listen, 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 <laughs> listen. Anyone that can't have a mature freaking debate about an important topic should quit being a teacher. Just stop for us all because you need to be able to have discourse without losing your freaking minds, people. Get it together. He wasn't talking about abolishing the school system. He was talking about just thinking outside the box in a time when we need to apply some critical thinking and outside the box ideas. Oh, you people. Get a hold of yourselves. The rage machine just went loose on this tweet. One of my favorite responses was by Lynn Rice Skozavava. Sorry, I'm going to mispronounce you, Lynn Rice. Uh-oh. You're awesome. I love your response. She said, ask any group of teachers practically any yes, no, maybe question, and it'll pie like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're at a good split. It's totally that. Yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> it's so true. And really what it does is what you just finished saying, Mike. No one's saying that we should do this full time. Is that even what Jeremy was saying? He's not even proposing that. He just wanted to get some feedback and he thought it was an interesting result for us to discuss. And someone wrote there, a guy that is always wanting to fire some people up. I'm not even going to call out who is it. But he basically said, let him try this after six weeks. See if they have the same answer. It's like <laughs> – what it is is just basically people saying, hey, I would like some flexibility in my schedule. That schedule, that's really what some of these people are asking for. Some of us don't enjoy this. Obviously, it's, this is not for us. You know, that might be, that's, that's okay. But just the discussion to discuss it and see, could there be ways yeah. to be able to make school calendars? We've talked about that. And then the school days and weeks flexible so that they can fit accommodate all kinds of things like you just described some things as far as money savings i was thinking about it at the high school level secondary level where you could do internships you know like uh, uh where you could actually go to a, a place of work to really do a full internship day not just a couple of hours you know 
have connections to the community. You could do community service on that fifth day, all kinds of stuff. There's so many great ideas that you could do on that fifth day, including e-learning on that day on your own as far as like you just talked about. But to destroy it right away, it's like, come on, people. <laughs> it was it was exactly what I expected. Exactly. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I, I retweeted with a smile on my face. Yep. Knowing, it was knowing, it was knowing what was going to happen uh, when I did it. Yeah. Um, and, and completely having Jeremy's back if it got stupid. Um, <laughs> and, and I've, I've kind of, I, well, the, the one reply that I thought was funny is that someone wrote like, this would require a, a major systematic change in society and government. I'm like, sure. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like you made the case for it, my friend. <laughs> So let's go. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny because that's the only one I like I like hard replied to because yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, yes. I mean, all right, let's let's do this. Right, I was like, is, is, is this a bad thing? Because um, clearly we need societal and systematic, you know, governmental changes in the way we teach. I've I think that so I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Twitter, you didn't disappoint today. Um, thanks, thanks for <laughs> thanks for the great tweet, Jeremy, and thanks for yes. the um, you know the the rage monsters came out and did what the rage monsters do, um, uh, and it was it was awesome, uh, and it was such a cool um, thing uh, to to talk about. So so thanks for the thanks for the content. Jeremy Williams, follow him on Twitter. We'll we'll link him in the show notes. You should go find him if you if you haven't met him or connected with him. You should do that because he's pretty great. When we come back, we're gonna talk to our good friend Don Wetrick. So stay with us. On Education is brought to you by Fidgets. Fidgets are interactive USB sensors that bring your code to life. There's no soldering or wiring required. Simply plug in a fidget sensor, write code in your favorite language, and watch your ideas come alive. Fidgets are used by thousands of STEM professionals globally and are now available for computer science students. Simply go to Bitly Fidgets on Education to get your introductory kit that includes a free sensor worth over $50. That's Bitly Fidgets on Education. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Our guest this week is a friend and someone we both really look up to. Don Wetrick is an author and speaker. He's a podcast host and the president and co-founder of the Start Ed Up Foundation. Welcome to the podcast, Don. Thanks, guys. I'm excited to be back on. Really excited. And it's funny because you mentioned being back because I remember the first time you were on the podcast, you had just talked to the mooch, to, 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 to Anthony Scaramucci. And, and we talked about that experience because, like, he was, especially at that time, he was a pretty big name. Everyone was talking about him. Everyone knew, you know, who, who this guy who no one knew, you know, before was all of a sudden like this giant famous person. And you just had another super famous person on your podcast. And the story about how it happened and what all went down uh, is fascinating. And I'd love you to tell it. So talk about how you landed Adam Carolla on the <laughs> podcast, because I think it's great. It's funny. You've uh, named my two of uh, two of the three of the least um liked 
uh, guests I've had from from feedback from other people. I can't <laughs> yeah, believe sure. you have on that jerk. Um, ironically enough, so like I, I didn't. Yeah, I he was gonna be in town anyway at a comedy mm-hmm. club, and just reached out to him like, "Hey, if you're bored, <laughs> you wanna you wanna do a podcast?" And uh, I had a couple other people jump online, and then he was like, liked it and responded to it, and then I had a couple more people. I was like, "Hey, if anybody's online right now, like it or respond or something." Yeah, and, we all piled on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it worked, and and so he's like, "Sure." And then, ironically enough, I mean, there were a couple of people that were like, you know. They weren't fans. And to be fair, um, I didn't know a lot about him other than a few things. Like, because I, I, I don't really watch a lot of TV, so I, I hadn't seen his things, right? I just, I knew who he was from earlier in my adulthood. Um, but it's funny because, like, he was a super nice, like, actually, he got early to, to, you know, we set up and he got there early. He's like, hey, let's go out for coffee real quick before we start the show. So it was kind of funny how much I was told how much of a jerk he was, um, and it was not that case at all. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And and then you so you sat down and, and you chatted. How long did you talk for? What are what are kind of the things that you talked about? Uh, I'm interested in. in, in uh, well, in, that was the funny thing because he then talked about it on his podcast the next day. Awesome. On the fact that he, you know, it was really nice. Like, hey, I met this guy. Don. Well, actually, he recanted the whole trip because he. You know, left LA to do a, a tour, a comedy tour in Cleveland and Indianapolis. And um, he was like, Yeah, I did this guy's podcast. He's a teacher, super nice guy. And then his words, not mine. He, well, he, he didn't, he had some not nice things to say about some of the people that crashed it. So, like, I had set up in the hotel restaurant, which wasn't open because we got there in the morning. Yeah. And, um, like, it's, we started to draw a little bit of a crowd because people, well, A, the NFL Combine was going on that weekend. So mm-hmm. people were out celebrity watching and, and seeing if they could find a famous NFL player. But enough people know who Adam is. And for the most part, people left us alone. And then a couple more people were like pointing and waving and stuff. And so there was this family that, like, A, they weren't eating at the restaurant. They had gotten, like, takeout pizza and they brought it, and then in, in, in a hotel, you know, restaurant, there's probably eighty tables. They just so happened to pick the table next to us and talk loud. So I uh, set the gain way down, and he was so annoyed by it that he just like twice he stopped the podcast. He's like, "I'm sorry, does, do they not bother you?" Like trying to like he knew they could hear us, and I'm like, "No, man, just keep going, no, man, just keep going." <laughs> so uh, we a bit like, and in a lot of ways though, it was a great opportunity because. He told the story of how he just found opportunities. And if you yeah. guys know, I sign off everything with opportunities everywhere. I love people that look for opportunities. And he went from, you know, basically he was listening to the radio as he was laying bricks. And there was a guy named Jimmy Kimmel, who was this Jimmy, the sports guy on the radio. And they were going to like have this boxing match between one of the producers at the, at the, at the place. And, um, and then also, um, uh, Jimmy and so like yeah they they wanted to have this boxing thing and so he's like hey I'll train you how to box because in the in his spare time he was a boxing coach and so he even talked to me about how he found that gig and so he he waited at the at the um, the radio station and he found a, basically a back door and he waited and waited and waited and you know ha- like that relationship and then other things that just kind of happened for him is because he put himself in the right place at the right time and he yeah. asked. And so, like, 
I didn't want to talk about the man show. I didn't even bring up the man show. I didn't bring up Loveline. I didn't bring up, I just want to say, you know, how did you become you and what were some of the successes? And, and, and for that matter, I think the, the, the one thing I had heard is that he did an interview with, um, my, one of my edu heroes, Mike Rowe, and he was talking to him about how much he enjoyed shop class. And all the things he took from shop class. And so I, I had a little bit on that too, because my dad was a shop teacher um, in, in the glory days of shop. And yeah. we had a you know, few, few conversations around that too. So it was, it, was fun to, it was a really fun time. So Don, you have recently transitioned out of teaching to a full-time basically gig at your Start Ed Up Foundation. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us some a bit about the foundation and then how have – how has that transition been? Um, let me start with the last first. The transition mm-hmm. has been, it's hard. Um, I'd like to sometimes think of myself as being in the grandparent role. Uh, and that, you know, grandparents can play with the grandkids and rile them up. And it's the parent's job to put them back to bed. Um, mm-hmm. I get to visit a lot of classrooms in the state. And uh, I get to spend one or two periods with them and then leave. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hoping that that's kind of easing the transition. No, um, essentially... The foundation, um, the state of Indiana really enjoyed what the what the class had had done, um, and there's this thing called the uh, Innovate Within Pitch Competition. It's an entrepreneur contest, um, and, and believe it or not, it's it's the biggest in the country. Um, the payout is substantial for high school students. I mean, really substantial. Hmm. And so, um, you know, they had seen what we were doing there, and they're like, hey, could you create that in more? cities than just your neck of the woods. And, and my initial response was no, um, <laughs> because a lot of schools, and I'm not saying this in a mean way, a lot of schools are not into change. Yeah, they're they're yeah. into talking about really cool buzzwords. They'll use words like innovation and entrepreneurship, but it's taught from a book. And um, so what I came up with instead is, is like, you know, uh, we had done what we consider like to be a chapter model. We had started something where I would have students from more than just our high school come and meet once a month, and we'd do what we called reverse pitch competitions. So small local nonprofits, think opioid crisis center, homeless shelter, things of this nature. Mm-hmm. Um, they would come and do a pitch deck on what they are and what they did and what they struggled with. And so the students would ask questions. They'd get into teams of seven to 10, and they'd go into three, four, or five different rooms and whiteboard for 35, 40 minutes rapid prototype a solution for them and do pitches we'd have prizes but for a lot for the most part the kids like to know that some of our ideas were going to be implemented and so we started to grow more chapters doing that uh, across indiana actually we're now in three more states and, and growing um and then uh, quarterly we do boot camps and hackathons um you know those are much longer events but mm-hmm. that's a, a higher level of interest in, in a student that even one is, is to do a boot camp on, you know, there's several things, especially in the tech industry that you don't have to go to college for. You can go straight to industry. So there's a lot of tech companies that will want to sponsor and like, hey, could you throw a boot camp? And, you know, because by the way, we never charge. Um, mm-hmm. So the students might come there and then learn these skills for seven, eight hours, enough to dip their toe into the deep end of the, of the water and see, hey, this is something for me. And if it is, send them, you know, their way. And if they're like, boy, this, this is terrible. It's not for me. Awesome. You know, good for you. And then with hackathons, like we had one on hacking generational poverty and the kids got to learn a lot about, 
you know, savings and checking and avoiding payday loans and stuff like that. So we, we came up with some solutions and those are fun. And then obviously at the bottom of the funnel is growing and, and really making our, our pitch competition, um, innovate within a robust, um, thing. And then my favorite part, although this got ruined this year, but mm. as, as things do with the health crisis, my favorite part is, is that, you know, there's nine regions in Indiana. So if you win your region, you win a thousand dollars in a trip and a summer workshop, um, first place was basically first pl- place is $20,000. Um, and that's per kid. If, if it's a team of three, we pay out all three, a, no splitting no I, it's, amount of money. It's huge. So it's mm-hmm. 10,000 cash and 10,000 college to any college, private or public, as long as it's in our state. Um, but my favorite part is taking them to other cities. You know, the first year was New York city. Second year was San Antonio and Austin. This year was supposed to be Seattle, Oh man, we had such a cool, we had so many cool things lined up and it just, it's at 95%. There's not, you know, it's, we're not going to be able to go, but. So, so before we get into what you're doing in response, because, um, you know, I think that that's important. I'd love to hear. So, I mean, you've mentored tons of students. You've mentored tons of kids um, doing like some really cool stuff. I'd love to hear a, a couple stories of of some of these kids that have really caught your eye. I know you have them, and and I think it's inspiring to to people to hear what kids can do when put in the situation where they're looking for opportunities like you tell them to do and then giving them the framework that entrepreneurial framework that you that you provide for them who's taken advantage of that and really run with it um actually a student i just talked to today he called me back for haven't heard from a while i mean like there's several and i'll give some uh, sometimes the the big uh, attractive ones that, that i've talked about in the past it, it almost i don't know it, it seems um, like it's bragging. Um, but some of the things I'm also really proud of are just simple solutions, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. a girl that wanted to um, cut down on light pollution in our town, um, she worked with local legislators to try to get um, less light pollution. And what she learned is it's really expensive to retrofit all the ac- – actually, I learned a lot about exterior illumination. You know, <laughs> the acorn lights shine up and not just down. Well, it's really – like it's just not economically feasible for a city to strip all those out and have downward-firing cobra-head LED lenses. But she started to work on a program that she's trying to get it to where you can, you know, have like an Energy Star refrigerator or an Energy Star microwave. She's going to try to make it to where you can be an Energy Star um, neighborhood that as you start developing new subdivisions, have them all LED downward firing head Cobra lenses. Not only good for the energy usage, but it's really good for the night sky. So things of this nature. Uh, Luke, uh, this is one of our big sexier stories, but you know, Luke, and Luke, actually it's two Lukes together, started a school in Africa. Like he started a school, like raised the money and went out there and started building it. Um, now he works with schools. He's implementing a lot of things that he learned from the class. He's got his own thing now. He's um, he's right now working with like 8,000 students in Kenya. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Then there's, you know, like some things like just, you know, some apps that we got uh, out there. Um, but then even kids that like were just a part of this innovate within program, um, yeah. like what, there's one student this year, I, I was like watching this and he had a mic drop moment when um, they were doing a Q and a with him. They go, you know, what's some of the bigger things that you've you know, faced this year? And he goes, Oh, I can't keep up with our orders. 
if I if I win this money, I have to reinvest it in my company because things are going so well. <laughs> so this kid Pretty made awesome. his own made his own plexiglass um, greenhouse. He then dug and lined tanks to buy uh, trout fry. And as the trout grow, they poop, and then he circulates the water out to his aquaponics lettuce bed. He's growing a couple hundred pounds of chard, butter lettuce, I am like uh, kale. And, and, and so the only thing, he gets up in the morning, he feeds his fish, they poop, and it makes lettuce. And then every 25 and a half weeks, he has it down to a science, every 25 weeks, he harvests the trout and wholesales them out. Sure. He's 17. He's selling fish wow. and vegetables. And like, and, and, and like, what were some others from this year? Like another student, you know, they made basically a um, almost kind of like a, a there's like this glove that had like gears on it and it constantly kind of worked and, and it vibrated and, and it had these gears and pulleys that it was working with their grandma's arthritis to keep mm. her more limber. And, and this thing's the Latin nature. And I, I just, um, I, I, I'm always inspired because in a lot of ways you're like, you've mentored, well, not really. Sometimes I just got out of their way and supplied yeah, them yeah. with contacts. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're like, hey, Mr. Wetrick, I really need to get a hold of this guy. Awesome. If there's one thing that we're good at, Mike and Glenn, if we've if you've taught for like what, five years, you know what? Two thousand families? Yeah. So I mean, some cases just like I like I need a favor. I'm like, check. Um, or I, w- I was good at project management. Like we always set these two week goals because two weeks was always long enough time for you to realize that it was a bad idea and you should just stop and quit and pivot to something else. Mm-hmm. But it was also enough time for you to reflect and know how to move on if, if that was the right thing. So I just. So cool. Um, so, you know, and now we have the COVID-19 and everyone's kind of at home and a lot of people's plans have changed. Uh, It's funny, you you know, we're all working in different situations, but, um, you know, I'm working as hard as I've ever worked in my life, and Glenn is a tech coach, and now he's leading a whole staff that are all different levels of technology competency, you know, and you got to manage, you know, to help all of these different people all the time, and it's pretty incredible. And, um, you know, my wife's a kindergarten teacher trying to figure out how to teach teach kindergarten inquiry play-based kindergarten programming you know without being with her kindergarten kids like I mean it's it's hard and um, I can imagine that um, a it's been a struggle because you've definitely done a lot of amazing work face-to-face with the kids you know in person Um, but you know, in true, I think Don Wetrick style, um, you're 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 taking the the lemons and you're making lemonade, friends. So tell us tell us what you have going on, because um, we want to make sure we share it out and and talk about it, because uh, it is because it is really cool what you're doing here. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I I half jokingly is more than a month ago had a podcast of. If this gets really bad, do you think that we'd go to all digital learning? And I like it. It was it was early in February at best, and I and I, I, was, I was like, "There's no way we'll actually do that." And as things started progressing, I had some people like, "Hey, if we do," and some of these people that were like teaching labs, and so they knew they were going to have a hard time adapting if we did go to digital learning or e-learning. 
they're like, hey, this would be the time where we could do some innovation curriculum. Would you share some stuff with us? Mm. And I was like, oh, sure. And all of a sudden, yeah, the NBA season got canceled. And then this guy came. I was like, uh-oh. And, and I think a, a mutual friend of ours, um, Jeremy, uh, who was a principal out there in, in the UAE, and Jeremy Owens was like, dude, we just canceled. And so yeah. I was like, okay, we're probably a step behind. So I, I just... I had this idea of like, all right, I couldn't necessarily go high-end entrepreneurship, but the how to think like an entrepreneur, how to find opportunities when everybody else is complaining about problems, and honestly, even get delve into how to have an opportunity mindset without being an opportunistic a-hole was also kind of on the forefront. Because yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah. want kids to go like, hey, I'm going to buy toilet paper and resell it for eight times the value or whatever. Um, I, I work I work for an online learning company, um, you yeah. know, and like they need us, but we also don't want to sell. So it's tough. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, and so like, I was like, okay, I can throw some stuff together. And then I start really thinking about it. I'm like, okay, if there's one really cool thing I've been able to do is connect with really interesting people that had a passion for education, even though they weren't in education. And so the first thing that came to my mind was Stephen Kotler. Um, his book had just come out. It's among my favorites. Uh, he, him with Peter Diamandis. Uh, it's called The Future is Faster Than You Think. It's a mind-numbing book on where we're headed. And so I was like, Steve, crazy idea. I'm thinking about doing like this class for kids. And before I stop, he goes, I'm in. I'm like, really? He's, I love it. Let's do it. I'm like, okay. I said, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to have a little five to seven minute segment and then I'll just Q&A you on some things. And I said, but I want to talk to you about, you know, your work environment and flow states because like right now, every kid's going to have a new work environment, i.e. they're going to be at home and how to create a great flow state and how to create that success in the morning. And he's like, yep, let's do it. I says, all right, who else should I, I, um, thinking about who else I, I should contact. And ironically enough, uh, in the first chapter of, of Steve's new book, they start talking about flying cars. You know, Uber Elevate is going to be soft launching. Actually, they're already kind of soft launched in, in the UAE, and they're going to start um, in 2022 in uh, New York and LA. And so I reached out to the founder and CEO of Uber Elevate, and he's like, yeah, let's do this. And I was like, no way. So I just, I just kind of, I kind of matched up like, what I already had in mind and who could speak to a little more authority than that. And um, I just put it out there. And, and and ironically enough, like I had to, because I've had now more people say, hey, I didn't get back to you in time. Can I help you still? So I think I'm going to, even after the 10 days is over, I'm just going to kind of re, you know, just call these people back and say, hey, speak to students on this genre or whatever. Um, and then ironically enough, like I had a couple like, I don't know if I should say his name. There's another person I want on there, but it turns out that he has the same virus. So oh. I, even some of my guests were like, yes, as soon as I'm over this, then I'll do it. So, hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we uh, like, you know, we, we basically, we have kind of a private public thing. Um, if you want to, you can go to our website, uh, startedupfoundation.org slash OAE, standing for Opportunities Are Everywhere. Um, and, and at minimum, there's just a public playlist there. You can press play and be done with it. Um, but we had some teachers go, hey, my students want to meet some other students. And so we started um, a LinkedIn closed group. 
Uh, and that's been where I'm going to be putting my most excitement and passion into because I'm already starting to see some cross-pollination that I'm really excited about. So there's some people that wanted to, there's some adults that were in industry that like, hey, can we be here as a mentor and peek in? Um, and so that's just starting. And then to be fair, like a lot of students are just, I, we released it last week, but there was a lot of students that have been on spring break that are just coming in. Mm. Um, and, and, and then a friend of mine, uh, Eric, um, uh, surely, yeah, uh, we might, there's another, <laughs> I shouldn't speak for people yet. There's lots the, going on, man. Well, like there's a platform that they wanted to host it and, and help out. But, you know, I just, I wanted just to make sure that, you know, we weren't going to charge for it and there wouldn't be a, like a paywall or anything else like that. Because mm-hmm. again, cause I feel you, Mike, like there was a couple people that were already being snarky online and like, Oh, all these ed tech companies are trying to take advantage. You're like, or, or maybe they're trying to help. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, like participate is a professional learning online platform. I mean, it's what people need uh, in a lot of cases. So we're, you know, we're and I'll say this are, for you. So you don't yeah. have to, that yeah. was almost made for this moment. It was made for this moment. Thank you. I mean, like, this is yeah. uh, somebody I was just talking to. The, like, he was quoting Thanos, I guess. Full disclosure, I haven't seen this movie. It's the one where it's the the last one that everybody, I don't know. Oh, but I, I guess. I haven't watched it either, but I might not be talking about. But I guess he <laughs> says that line. Or, or no, maybe it was somebody that's fighting Thanos. I don't know. But supposedly this line goes, I've, my whole life has been for this moment. And, and I think mm-hmm. that there's several organizations that. They don't like the position they're in, but they were built for this. And instead of being snarky and saying, oh, they're trying to, you know, and I'm sure some of that's going, I'm sure there's some profiteering going on, but for the most part, people just want to be helpful. So we asked this question to all of our guests. You you didn't get it the the first time because we it's 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 been since, since the last time, but, uh, but we love asking it. So, um, Don, give us three pieces of media they can be books, they can be video, they can be music, whatever, three pieces of media that are inspiring you, revving you up, uh, something that has, has gotten you going the last little while, um, uh, and, and share those with people so that they can they can take a look at them as well. So I'm not pandering just because I just mentioned he was a guest on the, on the class, but Bold by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. I have a car that still has a CD player in it, and um, I haven't taken those CDs out in years because every now and then when I need inspiration or I need some thoughts, I listen to bold by mm. Diamandis and Kotler. Um, other pieces of media. I, okay, believe it or not, I'm not going to say tiger King. I refuse to watch it because everybody else has and is ruining it. <laughs> but, um, I just watched a really interesting documentary on Netflix and it was my only guilty pleasure. Uh, cause I'm same as you. I've been slammed, but I watched American, uh, factory. Okay. That was interesting about, uh, the work ethic and differences between Chinese, the, basically a Chinese company had taken over a GM plant and, uh, it was an interesting, really interesting look at, at our differences and cultures and, and work habits and ethic. Um, it was eye opening. I, I was in China in December and I had a lot to say about Chinese work ethic and, you know, they just, they get stuff done, man. It's, it's crazy. Well, and it was also an interesting take on, um, you know, when you say basically they're in the movie, they're trying to unionize and they're like, yes, unionize in the sense of what we have in China, but not what you have here. 
Yeah, because it's totally different in a in a in in a socialistic kind of way, they're like you're supposed to be for the good of the company and for the good yeah. of the country. So yeah. when you're making demands to work less and get paid more, that's counterproductive to every man should deserve what he earns. And so, like if you're if you're not working 15 hours a day, you're hurting the company and you should be fired. And you're like, whoa. Two different takes on be careful what you wish for. Like, absolutely yeah, exactly. unionize under our circumstances. Always remind, like, like, be careful what you wish for. When you put a system in place, it's not just who's there that year. It's who's there afterwards. And it was, it, like, I, and at the same time, I felt terrible for some, because a lot of, they took, they had taken a lot of workers from China and had them move to Ohio. And, like, they weren't seeing their families ever. But, in some strange way, they're like, you know, this is the way. <laughs> so it was yeah. kind of crazy. Third piece of media. Um, I am, first of all, I got to give kudos to you guys in your growth. Mad props. Um, seriously, you guys are doing it the right way. I love it. I love <laughs> watching you guys just take off. But uh, another one has been Shoes Fi, which stands for financial independence. I remember talking to this guy three years ago and he was telling me and he had like this graph and he's like, okay. And by 2020, I should be averaging one to 1.5 million downloads an episode. And I'm like, okay. Uh, he did. <laughs> okay. They're huge. Uh, They're huge, but they built this community, but the guys, it's a, it's a two host thing. They are giving people the most practical advice on financial independence which is the FI part, and that to achieve FIRE, and FIRE is financial independence, retire early. And these guys have all these nice. great things about 457. Dude, I love financial planning. I didn't know what a 457 plan was. And it's only for cops and teachers, basically. <laughs> and they have travel hacks on if you open up these two credit cards, you get this many you know, free miles. And if you do this, you can... These guys have made an art on being frugal and investing and... I can't sing enough their praises. They just provide value to their listeners. It's crazy. Which is where I think your trajectory is going. Like you guys do a really, <laughs> no, seriously. No, you guys do a really killer job of being able to promote without being salesy and, and just like, hey, here's some things that you should know um, this providing value. So mad props to you guys. Really appreciate it. Man. So how can people connect with you, Don, and then also learn more about start ed up? Yeah, I'd say I'm probably more active on LinkedIn than anything. Cause people yeah. seem to be happier there. Um, <laughs> true. <laughs> it's for sure. So um, true. yeah, just, uh, on, you know, I'm on Twitter and Facebook like anybody else, but I, I probably will be quicker on LinkedIn, you know, Don Wetrick. Um, and then our, our, our foundation, uh, start ed up foundation.org. Uh, again, the classes, you know, that same one slash OAE. Um, and then, uh, you know, yeah, usual places. And then the, the podcast is still chugging along. Nice. Um, matter of fact, I've enjoyed teaching these classes so much. I may have to put some of them on, uh, like I, today I just, uh, released the Jeff Hoffman one guys like that guy. He started a company he had missed when he was younger. He had missed a flight and he thought, you know what? If there was a faster way to get to my plane instead of the lady at the desk, I would have hit my flight. 
he ended up inventing the self-check-in kiosk at the airport. Has the <laughs> patent on that. <laughs> then helped, oh, wow. Then started Priceline.com and then started and then started. And then he had a lot of money. He's like, what else do I want to do? And he's like, you know what? People in music seem like they're having fun. So he, he helped launch NSYNC. He helped launch Destiny's Child. On any given day, wow. you can check out Jeff's Instagram. He's like, oh, I'm, today I'm hanging out with Pitbull. He's really good friends with... Dude, he looks like us. He's, the, he's just an average middle-aged guy. And so, wow. He, but this guy, Drew, just dropped nuggets of wisdom. And I'm like, ah, oh, I need to make this a podcast, not just a, a closed group lesson for kids. So, right. I, Amazing. Oh, I just love people that are really, really... Oh, and get this. He, he's, he basically has worked for the last four presidents, so Democratic or Republican. It has never mattered to him. But he's kind of in charge of entrepreneurship and, and expansion. And, and so yeah. every other year, um, he gets a large boat. Let's call it a yacht. And he takes a bunch of entrepreneurship college students, and they go all around the coast of Africa, and they usually have two-week assignments. He's like, get off the boat and help people start up sustainable businesses. Go. Wow. Expect nothing in return. Just go out and help people. Like, mm-hmm. people like that, man. I get, I get <laughs> yeah, all sorts yeah, of yeah. stuff. Like Got all, all day for stuff like that. All day for stuff uh, like that and all day for Don Wedrick. And we could probably go all day if we had the time, but <laughs> we're not going to do that. The next time we're together, uh, though, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this stuff. Uh, Don Wedrick, thanks so much for joining us. Guys, thank you for having me. Sincerely appreciate it. Thanks for listening to On Education. My name is Glenn Urban. My co-host is Mike Washburn. On Education is part of the On Podcast Media Network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Monica Burns, Mike Matera, Tisha Richmond, and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter, and I can be found on Twitter at Irv Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. Want to support on education? Visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash oneducation. There, you can get access to full videos of the podcast and so much more. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or a review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. It helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening, stay awesome, and see you soon.